Welcome to episode seven of In Touch with iOS, a podcast for sharing tips, apps, and gear for iPhone and iPad, along with other technologies that gets us using iOS in a fun, productive, and meaningful way. I'm your host, David Ginsberg, and I am here with a very special guest co-host, Mr. Barry Folk. Hi, Barry. I'm so glad to have you here with me. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me on with you. I've been listening to you since you started this new podcast, and uh, I'm thrilled to be your uh, first co-host. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, Melissa is on vacation, so we thought, uh, you know what, let's bring a guest in, because there were some, uh, you know, a few announcements that occurred uh, uh, today, really? actually, as oh, we I record must have this. them. Can you enlighten me? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna call this episode WWDC Extravaganza because there was a, I mean, I'm telling you it was a two and a half hour episode. Uh, I also recorded uh, the, for Mac Eyes Only earlier today with uh, with Mike Potter and, and company. We did a reaction episode, so we'll be hearing that soon. Uh, but I wanted to uh, give it a little further and just kind of go over some of the stuff that was announced uh, today, uh, specifically only iOS stuff because that's uh, obviously what this this podcast is all about. Um, as I said, we'll be talking about iOS, the uh, watchOS, tvOS, and the announcements that were related to that, uh, as well as watchOS. And uh, there was a new iPad, I guess, was announced today, as well as uh, we'll touch upon uh, two iPads. Uh, was it two iPads? Well, they upgraded, they updated one and one. Oh was yeah, new. yeah. We'll, we'll hit that, and then uh, of course uh, the the HomePod, which is going to be an interesting discussion here. So we'll, we'll absolutely we'll, we'll wrap that up. So. So first off, obviously, what, this is why we're here. We talk about is iOS, and iOS 11 was uh, released uh, in beta today. Um, did you did you actually install it? Yes, on anything? I braved it because I have a non-production version of a device that oh. I use. But unlike Barry, who, who been, uh, all four of my machines have now been yeah, updated and uh, yeah, dealing with some some of the different bugs. Um, but you haven't had very much time to play with it because it's just like I said, just came out earlier today. So we we all got it downloaded. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, it, it, I can't help myself. I'll, I'll tell you right off the bat, David. It's. it's I know I shouldn't, and, and like you, I should do it on a non-production device, but I'm so excited. And really, you'd think doing it year after year and dealing with some of the foibles, of, especially that first beta, that I'd be more yeah. cautious. But I, I just can't help it, and it yeah. is exciting. It really was yeah. uh, It was a chock-full event, lots of new announcements, and not necessarily some new mind-blowing features, but there's a lot of enhancements that, that are getting refining iOS and, and smoothing those rough edges adding a few new features, learning from previous releases. And again, it's it's that overall feel yes. that I think people will be thrilled with. They're, not, they're maybe not going to say, hey, there's this one new killer feature. It's the combination of better maps or, you know, the styling is a little bit different. I'm, I, I'm, I'm jumping in a little bit early here, but yeah, just, but uh, you, you know, since you mentioned that I did install and we haven't had much time, one of the things right. that I noticed was when you look at voicemails or messages, the bolding of the words, the yeah. highlighting of names, just enhances that feel. And the fact that I noticed it, I'm actually kind of surprised, right. but it also shows that they put some thought into it and they're trying to make it as user-friendly as possible. Now, I, th I think a lot of what the focus was with iOS 11 was uh, for the iPad. Um, there was a lot of a lot of enhancements that were added to the iPad. I, you know, we, we, They didn't really touch upon iPhone at all. You know, as I predicted this morning, I said that they weren't going to introduce an iPhone at all right. during this session, which I was 100% right on. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, and... Uh, so really, the focus was on iOS 11, on, on iPad, and 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 I noticed some a lot of cool things. Number one that really stood out right away, and there was a rumor for it the day before, is that kind of it, it kind of leaked the the night before was the Files app, mm -hmm. and what the Files app did was it brought your files together, and you're able to do a better uh, way, a better way of being able to browse, organize, search, and organize your files. I mean, that's the biggest piece. Right. It was always such a pain to try to find files. I mean, this this is also available on the iPhone, but I think the focus really was is on the iPad because of just the way you know, you're able to move the files around. Yeah, it, this is one of those areas that, you know, there's probably several camps here, and, and I think we can all be pretty comfortable that uh, the pre-Tim Cook era, they really didn't want to have a traditional finder like you have on the Mac. Exactly. And, and I can see that. I mean, files can be very confusing for people, but it is a good paradigm. And by creating this Files app, which is a sort of a finder, but it's really iOSified and very much for the iPad, it leverages the strength of cloud services. And it's not just iCloud. It's other third parties like Dropbox or Box, OneDrive. And that's good to see because there are many players out in the market. And by incorporating them, I think you're going to create a much stronger world of, of, of ways of uh, accessing apps uh, I like the at least the initial look and feel of it. Yep. Um, it's going to take a little while to get used to, just oh, like anything sure. else. But 
to your point, David, what was lacking before is now here. So let's see what we can do to take advantage of it. So I'm very excited about it. Obviously, Apple's feeling that way yeah, because on the on iOS on the on the iPhone side, you'll see files show up, and it showed up on my second page of, of the home screens. But it was actually in the dock for my iPad. So they're feeling that this is a major productivity enhancement for the iPad. Now, and you just hit it on the head there, the dock. That Again, another another copy of from macOS, because the dock's been around for quite a while on the macOS side of things. Now there's a dock on the iPad. So, do, so did you know, when I, when I saw that during the keynote, and I went, well, they don't have a dock on the iPad. Well, of course they have a dock, but by changing the look right. to be more modal, I'm oh, I'm like, of course it's a dock. I just didn't think of it that way because exactly. it was just the bottom row of, of, of screens. It's condensed. You can add or remove right. uh, both folders and uh, individual apps from that. Uh, and so far, I like it. I, I think it's great. I was a little surprised to see files in there, but I get it because they want to highlight that as a key piece of the new OS. Absolutely. Um, other thing they really added, uh, which was which was really nice, is just improved upon multitasking. You, you, you can uh, do it in multiple ways. Uh, it's it's more intuitive, mm -hmm. uh, easy to multitask around, and split around. Uh, you can slide over as well as split view, uh, which I haven't yeah. had a chance to play with yet. But uh, we saw the demonstration today, and I was uh, really impressed with what what this can do. Right, you've got the split view, you've got the drag and drop, right. you just all sorts of enhanced features, which. You know, some people could say, well, you know, the Mac has had it or even other mobile systems. That's true, but I, at least an initial look, I like the way that Apple has implemented it. I think it's going to be very user-friendly. I think it's logical, and I think it really does push the iPad, again, another leap forward into making it a very productive machine. Now, David, I know you <clears throat> you, you live a lot in both worlds, and, and yeah. you and I both, for, for worse, have to deal with the Windows world at work. Yes, we do. Um, but... <laughs> I am ninety easily ninety percent plus I, iOS. I, I and especially the iPad. I carry it with me everywhere. I can do most of my business work on it, and I'm I'm thrilled with it as a machine. Yeah. And if you were to say that they weren't going to update the hardware, and we're only going to update the, the software, I've been really excited and saying, okay, that's great because the the I use the twelve point nine inch uh, iPad Pro right. primarily, and I really like it. It's fast machine it's rock solid stable and it's very productive for me the fact that they're announcing i know i'm jumping a little bit to the hardware side but i think it's logical to, to mention here is they are really specking it up yeah. i mean six cpus eight gpus yep. with ram all the way up to 512 meg yeah. uh, a gig excuse me um no it is 512 gig isn't it is it five hundred? It is five twelve. I think on the top top model. Yeah, it's it's yeah, massive. We'll, to, we'll we'll come back to that because yeah. that's on our list to talk about. And you know they're really pushing that as as a professional machine, and I think that's that's exciting in its own right because it is a neat machine. People are kind of there's there's a little bit of hesitancy. I think that people are like well the growth isn't there. Yeah, they're still selling a ton of units. I know from a professional perspective uh, in, in my line of work. You know, we roll out several thousand of these every year, and people will be thrilled. Now, I'm going to talk about the smaller of the two devices that came right. out today, which is the same 9.7-inch form factor, essentially, but the screen is much larger, right? It's 10.5, right. and so it's about 20% larger. And I can see for people who like that smaller size, and that's the general feedback I get from our field people, is that they like the smaller ones. It's easier to carry. It's lighter. Um, the keyboard that Logitech makes for it, they love it. Right. So now I'm kind of curious to see, will that still work on this new form factor? I don't know. I know the smart connector is still there. Yeah, but the size is a little different. So is it, yeah. be let's, let's, uh, we'll, let's circle back to the iPad uh, in just in a few minutes here. Sure. Just wanted to finish off here talking a little bit about iOS. You touched upon drag and drop. Give it a touch. Boy, I was I was amazingly impressed about what uh, uh Craig, uh, Craig Federico, I think it was, that was doing the demonstration earlier today, how he was able to tap three photos and just drag them right into an email with, right. a, with a matter of just a couple of touches. And, and, he, and that's the exact kind of use case that I needed for. I, I've yeah. been sending, I send pictures quite frequently um, using the camera as a way of capturing documents right. and, and tools have become so handy with these devices. But it's always the email, one attachment, then go back. Attach again. Go back. Attach again. It right. was it was frustrating, and so I would avoid sending more than one attachment at a time because of that. Well, now, pff, yeah, get ready. Your inbox is. I'm gonna be sending a lot of stuff your way. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, the Apple Pencil, they did some enhancements. I know they, they did mention that the, the accuracy is even better on the, on the new iPad as well as with the Pencil. It's, I think, 20 uh, milliseconds. 20 millisecond latency. Latency was set. And then uh, the uh, being able to do much even more enhanced mark, instant markups, which you weren't able to do that on a PDF before. Um, and then the uh, other thing was uh, instant notes. I mean, you were able to already do no, uh, notes with the Pencil in the previous version, 10.3. Uh, you 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 got it right from the lock screen. You can take notes immediately. Um, you actually could put this stuff in a, a diagram, like the, they give an example of a diagram of, of directions to somebody's house. It's it's all right there with the pencil, um, as well as inline drawing. You get, yeah, I mean, so mm -hmm. they've really expanded some some great things with uh, uh, with the pencil. The other big thing is, of course, we've already had this pretty much before. As I'm, you know, I was a big real fan using Scan Scanner Pro and PDF Expert. Right. Uh, I talked about that in the last episode of PDF, PDF Expert. But you now have it built in. You weren't able to do this before. Be able to scan and sign a document right in Notes automatically. Uh, Apple finally just actually in, uh, included this as part of the Notes. Yeah, I, I think it, in the ease of use, when you take a screenshot or you grab those documents for markup, right? I mean, they show the pen tips. And the colors right there at the bottom of the screen. Uh, again, it's it's very basic right. in terms of interface, but that's what I needed to do. I need just in your example is a perfect one. I've sent maps many times, and people are like, "Well, I want to highlight which side which side of the street you need to park on because you can only park on one side of the street in my house," right. and that makes it so easy to do that. And I used to pull it into another app, and that's fine. But if it's built in like that, I think it just it enhances that productivity. And again, knowing the large base of users that that I support, that's the type of functionality they've been really yearning for. Yep. And uh, so those features alone in the iPad were were pretty awesome. Uh, lots, a couple other announcements they made with it. Uh, now they've introduced in iOS 11 is the augmented reality or, or AR, uh, new framework that the brings the, the augmented reality to the millions of iOS devices and allowing the developers to actually easily build some unparalleled AR experiences. And, they, and during the keynote, I was blown away with the little, little spaceships and the, the little world that just popped up oh, on the Dark table. Vader and, and Dark Vader. And they blew up a building, and, and, and just pretty amazing. Uh, to have that uh, have that expansion with, uh, uh, with that in itself was just mind-blowing. Right? Yeah, and it's one of those relationships that Apple has with some of these professional studios too. I mean, you have basically the vice president coming out from, from uh, ILM talking about what he's doing. And so not only can they show this cool technology, but they have the, uh, the rights to use a Darth Vader and star Wars into a demo like that. How cool is that? Yeah. Oh but gosh. it was, it was, it was slick. It was smooth. It was engaging. And I'm very curious to see what it is. I mean, I still, I, I'm still a little bit torn on the whole VR world I mean, wearing those goggles is still a little yeah. bit something, but okay. you, it's, it's, I think these are just steps on our way to a much more immersive world. And if they can do that now, I mean, with, with basically mobile devices, can you imagine the type of horsepower? Well, we, we heard some other announcements. We won't get into them really right. here. But they're just making leaps and bounds, bounds progress where by 2020 they could have a real VR environment that doesn't require these, these goofy-looking headsets. Yeah, exactly. Um, some more essentials that were both iPad and iPhone, uh, including Apple Pay. They had some cool enhancements there. The person-to-person -person pay. Hey, Dave, you owe me money. Yeah, you send me the twenty bucks, and then all of a sudden, you, it sees that you've put that in a, in a message to somebody, and it allows, hey, do you want to? Here's Apple Pay. Do you want to pay him twenty-eight bucks? Yeah, and you just tap it. Uh, the same thing with Apple Pay Cash. They they came up with a, a little. Uh, you can create a wallet card, and you can get paid, and it's securely kept in a pay cash card. And I, and I think that was really interesting. Is that they provide that utility, which again you're kind of bypassing the bank again, right? Apple's right. you're you're entrusting Apple to hold your cash, but in general they because of their privacy and security consciousness, I think right. I wouldn't think twice about utilizing it. I think it'd be yeah, great. Either. And I like the idea. I mean, there are services today that I use that take fees or they're cumbersome. I mean, based upon the demo, it's super easy. I mean, I could just basically text message you. It'll understand if I say, hey, I need to pay you $20 or you owe me $20. Right. It will bring that right up into that little, uh, uh, what do they call it, the Siri intelligence bar. Right. And The uh, suggestions. Yeah, it'll come right up for you. I mean, it, it, taking away the, that friction just makes it so handy to do. Because how many times, or you know, we were at dinner tonight and we ended up splitting the bill because we neither of us had cash. Well, right. we... And we had both had Apple Pay at the ready for that particular yeah. transaction would have worked. It would. Um, so more enhancements they did with with photos, and you know, photos is going to be as as, as as huge as ever. 
Um, coming up with things with live photos, a lot more uh, differences, edits, including loops, bounce, and long exposure. Uh, going through and uh, you can you can make it into a fun loop. Hey, what a surprise! You can create a GIF. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's been around forever, but now you can now you can do that with the with the the live photos that you take. Uh, the camera's got some uh, some uh, enhanced uh, adjustments as well. I don't want to get too much deep into that, but uh, they did some do some great improvements with the camera. And, and you figure some of that is because they know what hardware is coming with the next generation devices. Right. So I'm very excited about that. Of course, the iPhone, uh, I'm sorry, the iPads did get enhanced cameras. We know they'll, they'll have them. Right. But you know the iPhone will have something really, truly amazing uh, later this year. But you know, when I saw the way they, the ease of use at using photos right. was great. But what, I think the feature than photos that I was most excited about was synchronizing across devices, right. faces. Um, how many yeah. times do we not have that option so you get frustrated because I've done it on the iPad, I haven't done it on my iPhone, and now it'll synchronize automatically across. I think that's a huge benefit yep. uh, across. Plus, it should also help save because that's one of the downsides that the machines today, if you get a new device, it has to scan through everything and it just totally burns your battery and processing power for a few days right. as it indexes thousands and thousands of photos. Yep. So, yeah, photos has improved. Um, other thing I was kind of surprised about, and I like the fact that they um, uh, enhanced the, is the App Store. They, they really modeled it around the way the, the design of the Apple Music uh, 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 section was. So design is, is neat. It's got to, a lot easier to discover apps because the App Store was was very aged. I, I think they hadn't done an update in that in a long well, I said time. It's been nine years since yeah. they rolled it out. Now, did they get specifically into search at all? No, they didn't. I don't recall them talking about too much of search. Because um, that's one area that I hope does improve. Yeah, because that was always a challenge to try to find an app. When right. You're looking for something. Especially if it's new, it seems like it would be buried unless you have the exact right phrase. Um I think the highlighting of games, the the highlighting itself of every app that's there with these large screenshots and videos, uh, the stories that go with them, uh, I, I think are great because they really allow the developers to enhance what they're trying to basically promote in their app. And you're not going to be so buried. Now, you're still going to have to have some discoverability between there. But I think in general, this does highlight, you know, kind of that initial, and they, and they even said it at the keynote today, it was that kind of first year, second year where it was kind of fun. You go to the app store every day, just, hey, what's new? That's kind of back with this right. feature. Um, pretty excited about that. Now, David, I just wanted, I didn't know if you caught the one game that they were highlighting, Monument uh, Valley 2. I saw that, and I also got that they sent the email out uh, later in the day uh, to, to download it right away. I have not played it or looked at it yet. But. Yeah, so uh, I actually downloaded during the, the keynote. It wasn't in the uh, old app store and all that. Um, I, I love the original game. It's it's, it's mm -hmm. extremely clever, great graphics and music. Um, but again, it's it's nice that they have the ability to highlight these type of games because they should get an audience. I mean, this is a, a, the Us Two, I think, is the name of the developers. It's just a couple guys, and, yep. and they have a couple of graphic people that they work with. Uh, great story because it, it's, they are they are indie developers, and they've done so well, and they continue to add storylines to their original versions. They're adding now this new version. Um, so you can, you know, there's there's always talk that the market is saturated. Well, not for creative people, people that really want to give it the effort. So yep. highlighting it is great. So I think, David, you're, you're absolutely right. The App Store refresh it was something that was long needed. Well overdue. <laughs> yes. So we'll go through a couple more features with iOS. And like I said, we could probably spend an hour all by itself just mm -hmm. on iOS 11. <laughs> Um, messages. They, they they did some updates with the yes, with the apps, I love cool. stickers. The stickers and uh, <laughs> they uh, they did the app drawer, so it's much easier to less taps to get to things. Which I'm, so I'm happy how, to see. how annoyed are you when I send you stickers all day? No, <laughs> I, I enjoy them. So the White fun. Sox stickers yeah, I send you. I don't. I send you Cubs. So. <laughs> uh, uh, Siri. That was some major improvements on Siri. Uh, we'll, like I said, we'll talk about the HomePod uh, later, but. Um, that was well overdue. I mean, that Siri was just way behind the time when it, when it comes to, to their competitors like the Amazon Echo and the Google Home and those types of devices as far as talking into it. It's, it's becoming, as they title it, naturally more uh, uh, more helpful. Um, and uh, iOS 11 is going to make it a lot easier to work with Siri. Um, and doing translation is one of the big things that, that they added. That was amazing. That was huge. And <clears throat> I mean, they have a, if I recall, it's... Uh, English, German, Chinese, French, yep. Italian, Spanish, um, and I say Chinese. And, you know, again, Tim Cook's playing into that Chinese market, which I think is a smart play still. And that really, you know, and I look at it from how I use my devices and 
And David, yep. you and I both travel a fair amount. Right. And these are the type of things that are huge because there are times when it would be helpful to do that. And sure, I can pull up Google Translate or some of the other apps, but have it built in to the device um, I, I think is, is a really is a great move. Yep. Um, and, and, um, you know, and, and it shows that they are still making a lot of changes with Siri. I mean, I find in general the voice recognition for me is, is, is quite excellent. Yeah. The frustrations I have were around the context, which seems to be a lot of focus on what they were talking about today, right. is asking it certain questions, the follow-up questions, the, the way that they kept using machine learning uh, will help try to better identify what you're saying as opposed to just the words, I think is, uh, is, is key here. So I'll be very uh, excited to try it. Um, yeah. I know we're going to talk about HomePod later, but I think... Part of what I forget to do is just simply simply to use Siri sometimes. Right, me too. You know, and and the more opportunities I can do it, because there are times I'm like, oh yes, this is a perfect opportunity to use Siri, and I'm like, well, I should be using it all the time to dictate memos or do certain types of searches, and I don't. I type, even on my iPhone, where there's a small, uh, you know, keyboard. So, yep. well, we'll talk about that more with HomePad, but I'm very excited that that this all seems to be integrated uh, down, you know, for for future future development as well. So a couple more things I want to just call out a little bit is uh, one of the big changes is control center. And you can con mm -hmm. now you can really customize and make your own. Um, you weren't able to customize it in iOS 10. Uh, iOS 11, oh my gosh, it's what a difference. I, I haven't it's had a chance much to yeah. play with it yet, but it's it's really huge. You, you've, you, I saw you were playing with it a little bit uh, <laughs> earlier tonight, and I guess I just installed it on a, on a device not too, uh, earlier today, so I haven't had a chance. But. And I'm not sure. I mean, I think this is going to be a little bit of a learning curve for all of us because things that didn't we didn't have two revisions ago and then they added in the right. cards which was a which was an improvement but it was a little bit clumsy and so putting it all on the main screen there i think is going to be helpful um certain things like sliding up the volume and, and the brightness that's those are easy but one of the things i noticed is that like my wi-fi or bluetooth didn't appear to be highlighted so i thought they weren't on they were just weren't connected but they were still right. on which means i could actively disconnect from a wi-fi spot that might be a little wonky without having to shut off wi-fi altogether right i'm like oh perfect this is the disconnect option built into the control center that's a huge deal for me same thing with bluetooth sometimes i want to disconnect the device because i'm switching locations and i'm i'm at least at the initial outset i mean things can change it is a beta but very excited that things that they didn't actually highlight, they seem to be thinking the way I am thinking, which is always a good right. thing. And the key word is customize. You are now able to re you now can customize the control center the way the way to make it your own, because you were stuck on whatever they had with the last control center. Now you can customize it. You can add a voice memos control if you do that a lot, or if you do you do home kit, you can add dim the lights. Mm -hmm. uh, 3D touch control center can. There's so many other things you can add to it now compared to what you could before. So yeah. it's going to take a look at used to because it is laid out a little different. So there is, and, and if you look at the nature of the keynote, you know, six major themes that they had to cram in in two and a half hours. It's, right. it's the same thing when you look at control center and how we use our devices. There's so much we can do, and how do you basically? boil it down to the basic needs that you or I have in terms of how we want to use these devices, but that power's there. For what you, David, might need and I don't, how do you have that accessible where I don't need it and I can put something that I want to use out there? Right. So it's, you know, I, I suspect this beta period will be extremely important for Apple because they're going to really see how people are utilizing this and hopefully make some changes accordingly. One thing, David, I was going to mention, if you don't mind, it was, no, uh, was, was maps. Um, they've done some enhancements on that in the past, but they're really getting into that very detailed um, hyperlocation type awareness, which I'm thrilled about, and I'm hoping they continue down that path. They specifically mentioned two things, of which I both enjoy, uh, shopping at malls and uh, airports. Yeah. And airports, for me, I know O'Hare as well as anybody does, but I go to other airports, and I have no clue how to find things. And they're like, well, it's in Terminal B down the hall. Well, what does that mean? And to pull up a, a hyper-accurate map that will show me literally where I'm at down to the foot level, I think is extremely beneficial. And it, that will continue down the path because, what, David, what, you and I were talking about this earlier. Right. Go to a ball game, right? How about you have a map of Wrigley Field and I want to get you know certain types of food or I want to find a vendor to buy a hat. That you could get down to that level. And it's a combination of using more accurate maps but I also suspect there's there's technology behind it, and I know this is actually included in ballparks. Is the are the eye beacons? Right. They don't really talk about them anymore, but I know they're still actively in use, 
And when you walk into certain areas, and I see this, I still see this at Apple stores, I see it at the ballparks, and I see this at, at other places, and I think I've seen them at airports because my phone will pop up an interesting notification. I'm like, hmm, you know I'm here. Uh, so I, th I think, again, you've got a lot of people focused on that. They also did some other work, uh, speed limits, lane guidance, uh, and a very interesting feature, which is the do not disturb while driving. I was going to, and I, that's my last topic. Uh, okay. So you're, you're ahead of me here. Go, yeah, go for it. So I, I think, that, you know, and again, they're going to encourage the use of it. They're not going to force it down our throat. But basically, if, if you're using your iPhone or iPad while it's driving, while you're driving, then they use it, they use uh, Bluetooth and triangulation and a few other neat tricks to determine you're moving, that they know that you're, that you shouldn't be using your device. So what do you have? It'll, It'll give you a pop-up saying, hey... Just you warns you. Yeah. And if you turn it on, it'll basically have a blank screen until you stop. Right. And, but if you're a passenger, you can get through that. They include ways of completely ignoring all your text messages. Yep. But there's an option to break through as well. So I think they've really thought through this. I think it's smart. I mean, in talking to people, you know, texting while driving, we know it's oh, all dangerous, yet horrible. people still do it. And it's something I'm, I'm glad they're incorporating to the yeah. core functionality. Yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, like you touched on the last top topic, I want to hit on is iOS 11. There's so much other things we could talk about, but uh, and, we've got and a few we might hit some other future. Yeah, maybe future episodes we could hit on it. Uh, what I wanted to do is tell everybody what uh, what the minimum requirements are for iOS 11. Um, so they've pretty much put anything before the iPhone 5s is uh, is end of life. So uh, sad if you have a five or the 4s. Uh, yeah, you're at your your at the end of the road with those What are you versions. doing with those devices? Come and on, upgrade. The 5 C is the other one that's going to be gone. So it runs on the 5S, the 6, 6 Plus, 6S, 6S Plus, the SE, which mm -hmm. is a high-end model, so that's perfectly fine. Sure. I, I have that. I installed it as a, as a spare. Uh, the 7 and the 7 Plus. On the iPad line, they're covering both Airs, the Air and the Air 2. Uh, the iPad Mini, 2, 3, and 4 are covered. Uh, the fifth generation. The iPad Mini yeah, they, they didn't kill off. Well, yeah, yeah, well, 2, 3, and 4 are still going. Uh, the fifth gen iPad, of course, and of course all all iPad Pros. And then one thing you saw that isn't you heard that isn't mentioned is the uh, iPad Four. That one now is going to be end of life. Ah. So um, the other thing, uh, one thing else I wanted to mention is there's going to be no more 32-bit apps. So any, all the apps the developers were required to make them 64-bit, so to, to make them faster, more efficient, um, less less overhead. So uh, any old apps that you had in the head before you hadn't updated, or they did, or if the if the app developer didn't update it. It's going to be gone. And, and they've had essentially two years. To, yeah, they've been told that this has to happen. So Yeah, I mean, um, it, there, I'm sure there's a couple apps that, you know, and what, what people have seen in the current release of iOS is it'll pop up a message right. saying the app itself may not work uh, quite up to snuff. But there might, there are a few apps out there that I know developers have, have stopped developing it. And it'll be too bad that those won't run anymore. Yep. But, you know, again, Apple is very good at, Forcing us to move forward into the future, sometimes kicking and screaming, but I think it's still the right thing to do. Yep. You know, and it, I always look at it as an opportunity. And and the one reason right. I gave on a, on a on a different podcast was I had a nice shopping loyalty card app that I liked. Mm -hmm. It's not being updated, and so the whole 32-bit to 64 forced me to look at a new option. And I actually found right. one that was way better, but okay. I just hadn't looked for it. So. Right. So now you're forced. Exactly. So. That's our that's our, our take on iOS 11. Like I said, if you have any comments or uh, some things that you had, uh, don't forget you could contact us and uh, to let us know if you had any questions uh, related to iOS 11. So as we did touch a little bit about the iPad Pro 10.5, I know Barry, you wanted to you you were really excited about this, and I wanted you to to, to kind of give me your insights of what you thought really stood out um, with the iPad Pro 10. Yeah, I mean, I, five inch. Yeah, I just again, I'm. I, I iPad biased, but I really like these devices. Yeah. And, oh, I and, do too. And again, I, I see what you know people in our field are using these devices for. They're they're small, they're light, they're reliable, they're cellular enabled, right? And they can do they can do their jobs with this. So uh, to give a, a a screen size that's bigger, more real estate for them, and essentially the same form factor, I think is extremely exciting. Yeah. One of the specific hardware specs that they were talking about is that the screen itself is is incredible now when the 9.7 inch ipad pro came out which was after the 12.9 it actually had a better screen than the 12.9 which made me insanely jealous um but if you look at them side by side it is one of those comparisons you're going wow the screen's just more vibrant and it's just seemingly more crisp now they'll both have this new screen right the refresh rate is 120 uh megahertz, megahertz. hertz and 
So it's going to refresh the screen 120 times a second. And they did a couple of things. For one thing, if you scroll, it's going to be buttery smooth. You won't have stuttering. You won't have, you know, kind of, you know, these effects that look kind of like stretched or whatever. They'll be super smooth. Because of that, the iPad, as you mentioned, uh, the pencil will work uh, yep. uh, even better than before. But it's also smart to rec recognize you don't always need high resolution or, or refresh rates. That if you're looking at something relatively static, it'll bump it down. I think it was all the way down to 24 hertz. Yeah, I think so. And so that's a huge way of saving battery. Again, that integration between the hardware and the software. Apple has that absolutely locked down. And I think you're going to see 10 plus battery life easily on these devices, considering how small they are. That really is amazing. Um, you know, they talked again about uh, the cores, the six core CPU and the 12 core GPU uh, and the A10X Fusion chip. A10 Fusion chip, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because they don't talk about megahertz of the chips and some of that, those specs necessarily, but they do talk about how truly powerful they are and i believe if i'm not mistaken it's 500 times faster than yeah the original it's iPad. crazy uh, i mean really it, it is crazy and they keep pushing it again the integration of, of the chip the hardware the software all makes it a very exciting device so those uh i believe they're actually available to order now and should be yeah. out shipping in about a week yeah, so yeah that they're available and uh it's uh it's a pretty phenomenal device, um, and I said that, that the, the screen size is going to make a bit bit of a difference. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not sure yet. I mean, I didn't look on the site. Are they, they're still going to sell the 9.7 inch, or, I, or is that going to? Uh, actually, I don't know. So if you want to check while I vamp, yeah, I'm checking. Um, but you know, it, it brings up an interesting dilemma for me because I refresh the hardware every couple of years uh, where I work, and we're coming up in that cycle at the end of this year. So timing-wise, we should be good. It's gone. That's gone. So, 9.5 so, Well, I just no made longer. that decision much easier for me. Yes. So, um, And, you know, obviously one of the joys that I'll have is testing these devices side by side. And I'm I'm thrilled with the 12.9-inch screen because I love the split screen. I love the ability to have a lot of information available to me. But maybe this 9.7 yeah. is enough where I can go, hmm. Because I wouldn't, you know, if I can slim it down a bit, I'd be happy to try it. Well, and then the other thing they did was that the edge-to-edge -edge is it's much thinner. Mm -hmm. It's forty percent uh, more screen than uh, it was before. Right. Uh, so you, your edge-to-edge -edge looks a lot nicer. Um, as far as specs goes, I mean they did do a storage bump, so now the base model is sixty-four gigabytes, which yeah. is pretty awesome, and you're getting around the same price point. Wow. Uh, sixty-four gigs on the ten point five is six twenty-nine, so that's a pretty fair price considering. But it goes up to 256 and 512 gigabytes. Right. So if you're, if you're really insane and want to have a lot of storage, I mean, 512, that, that, that's expensive. That's, that's a lot. I, I, I do find, interestingly enough, on my 12.9 iPad Pro, um, I do run into the 128 yeah. uh, limit. I've gotten close. And that's about my, my is at 128. So. And so I can easily see going up to 256. Would I use up more if I had it? Eh, maybe. I mean, the, you do think about the one thing that the iPad Pros do so well are store video right and whether it's home video tv shows movies i mean i do like to have a bunch with me uh again when i travel it's nice to have but you know in this day and age you have to think about how do we watch things we don't we don't watch in the traditional methods much or at least i should say you know everybody's got different specs but right. i will download all 10 episodes of westworld before i go on a long trip and end up binging them because it's a great thing to do on an airplane well that one show can eat up 20, 30 gig right there. And then, of yep. course, you have to have the entire Lord of the Rings, Star Wars trilogies, and a few others as, as you know, just as backup. So um, I could definitely see 256 being the way to go. I'm not a graphics professional, but, I, you know, someone like you, Dave, who works a lot with audio um, and you do some other stuff, you might consider going all the way to 512. Yeah, it's possible. I don't. That's a lot. Oh come on! Yeah, it's too expensive. Ah, so all right, um, we all have to encourage Dave to peer pressure <laughs> to get the five twelve. No, 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 no. Um, so yeah, I think that's unless you've got any other things we didn't miss that we missed about the iPad. Uh, no, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Me too. And, and I think again by the leveraging some more pro features, I think we'll start to see the software side from the developers. You know, the OmniFocuses of the world, right. uh, the Omni Group, and those companies. Well, I think we'll we'll take it to the next level. So let's uh, touch a little bit. There wasn't too much excitement was, uh, on, the, uh, on the watch, on the Apple Watch. So, I mean, they didn't do any hardware announcements, so it's all software announcements. Have you upgraded your watch yet or no? No, I actually just got the notification to upgrade to 
three, three beta something just the other day, and I was, oh, I was meant to do it, and now I'll do this. That's the one that I'm nervous about yeah, because if I, I brick an iPhone or an iPad, I know how to recover for that. If I brick my my watch, I have to take it to the Apple Store. Yeah. So yeah. I think I will wait a couple of days. You just, should. Just that <laughs> one I'll wait just in case. I'll wait. Watch online if there are any horror stories that might make me stop. Otherwise, give me a week. Oh, I should do it after my next trip. Um, yeah, don't do it. Yeah, me. but there were some neat things. Um, I, I wish they were a little bit more open on the watch faces. I think that's one thing that I get. Apple's ten—that's their mentality all the way, right? We control the look and the feel. Um, there's a few new watch faces. They have the kaleidoscope yeah, face, and then uh, the Toy Story. That was a big one, yeah. and that was cute. I liked it. I think yeah. uh, people will enjoy that. Uh, and I do like. They mentioned another one called Siri Intelligence. And that's what I'm going to touch on. Yeah, please, uh, let's talk about that. And that one, it's, I think that one really speaks to me because it's really looking at my day-to-day, meaning my calendar, my activity, other things that I typically do that my phone or my watch knows about me. And I'm thinking about what I do on a typical day when I travel. When am I going to get to the airport? What? Where is the, where are my, my tickets? Where... Do I want to, you know, have lunch at the airport? Uh, boarding passes. All this are things that I use my, my watch these days, but they're separate. Right. Now, with the way I understand the Siri, compli- uh, Siri in- uh, intelligence watch face work, that should all be there, and I can scroll basically across the, di- the different features. So it's going to tell me it's going to take you 25 minutes to get to O'Hare, and then, you know, if I leave my car there, it'll know where I parked it, and, you know, I pull up my boarding pass to go through t- TSA, I've, I've actually found scanning it off the watch works really well. Yeah, And does. most most of the devices now are compatible. There's still a few older ones that won't work. Right. Um, but to have all that and then just, uh, you know, there's there's other things that are going to bring in to my day-to-day, the health aspects that they, they incorporate into this, telling me I needed to walk another uh, mile to close a ring or whatever it is. Right. That can all be part of the Siri intelligence watch face, and I like that because I think to me it's become a, a, like a mini admin on my watch. Right. So uh, pretty excited about that. I'm I'm curious to see how customizable that one is. I think we'll have to play with that and yeah, see. Play the OS is going to be customizable. It looks like all the other stuff, like the Apple Pay Cash, is going to work on the on the watch as well, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, there's an all-day assistant that you could work with uh, person-to-person payments. That's what that is, um, among other features that they threw out there, but. All in all, I think a lot of also was the focus on was a lot of the health apps. And I think that's that's I mean we, we know that's that's the hottest reason why a lot of people have these watches is because of being able to measure the health and absolutely and uh, the, your heart rate. And they said I've read some some stories about the heart rate monitor on the watch is probably one of the most accurate on this one of the smart of all the smart uh, watches out there. So yeah, um, and, and obviously the hardware makes a difference. The the, the series two is the, the high end of, the, of of them. Um, I tell you what, and I'm sure you can attest to this too. The battery life on the Series Two is absolutely amazing. It oh, could, yeah. You could go almost two full days without having to charge it. Yeah, unless I, you're going absolutely crazy with with fitness. Um, or, or, or Pokemon Go. Or Pokemon Go. Yeah, well, yeah, you're <laughs> you know you're good at that. But uh, that's a whole other story. Yes, uh, but but you're right, and and they're really. I mean, I think they're getting it right. The watch, they're not defocusing the apps, but they're they're strengthening. The areas that people are truly using it, and I think David, you're 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 nailing on the head right, here with, right. the, with the fitness. Um, I I am not a workout kind of person. They did mention something very interesting, which is that I think it was 80 percent of people that make fitness machines will be making Apple Watch enabled training equipment. Right. And so the watch and the device, whether it's a treadmill or a step climber or whatever, can exchange information: the heart rate monitoring, how much the incline, how many steps you're doing. And integrates that together, which I think is great because, you know, again, the that in itself won't make me necessarily work out, but I like that ability. And what the watch has made me do is I focus a lot on my steps and my stair climbing. And so while I may not go to the gym to work out for an hour, I will make a point of making sure I got a certain number of steps in every day. And Apple's pretty good about this, and I think they, they made some cool little adjustments to their rings. And they really are emphasizing closing those rings, and, 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 and it's silly, but it's effective. But what I also like is that you still have good third-party access to this data. Um, I'll highlight, uh, uh, he goes under the uh, Twitter name, underscore David Smith, and he creates several apps, Activity++, Sleep++, Pedometer++. There's a few plus pluses I'm missing. <laughs> pluses um, here. 
But he, first off, he's a fantastic developer, a huge supporter of the community, but he really takes it to that next level. And I've used Pedometer++ for a while. Well, what happens when I meet my step goal? The whole watch fills with confetti. And it's just little things like that are just a little smile on my face that goes, yeah, I, I did a good job, and it's recognized with that. I'm really curious to see where they go with this. They, yeah. they, they referenced, and David, I don't remember if you remember, they, they referenced the, the glucose monitoring. Yeah, they did. Oh. Um, there was a lot of discussion about that, but nothing was referenced during the, the, the keynote today. Just other than there's a tie-in, right? Uh, I don't think that I, 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 I recall. Some... I'm going to go back and watch it again, yeah. but I didn't uh, see anything mentioned at all about, uh, about that because I think yeah. that's still in testing. I think they want to keep that on the DL. Yeah, and, um, I, I, think and, I, bet that, and I bet that will get announced at the, at the fall event when the iPhone is announced. So There's a new iPhone coming out? Uh, yeah, oh, I think there is. Okay, it didn't happen today. Though. No, it didn't. <laughs> no. no, and again, it's... It's easier for us to say. I mean, this is an iOS-focused yeah. podcast, but there are, there are a couple key figures that I thought are worth highlighting in that already... So iOS 11 came out today in the beta, so we're going right. to start to lose a little bit of this. But 86% of active devices are on iOS 10. I know. That, I, that number was just blown my mind. That's staggering. Versus Android was, what, 7%? 7%. Yeah. <laughs> but it really does... I mean, I know Apple kind of pushes it down your throat, and some people will complain about device deprecation but early although you you said they go all the way back to the 5s that's a lot of devices far back and it does allow us to move forward and and again you and i both can and have rolled our eyes in fact we still have windows xp systems that we have to support that there's yeah. these older systems out there because they're not forced to move forward so sometimes i really do appreciate yes this. i do and not only are you forcing it down their throat but the customer satisfaction rates are off the charts, 96% right. are satisfied. And I you know I measure metrics all the time for projects and sure, service sure. desks. Nobody gets 96%. That, that speaks no. a lot about the it company. Does. You know, are they perfect? Of course not. And they do make mistakes. But I think what they do really well is, is that they do learn from their mistakes. And this iteration of iOS is a big, big value here where you're seeing that they've learned a lot from, I mean, when was the big change? iOS 7, I think. Was 7 to 8, yeah, yeah, that was huge. It was huge, and they're still refining, and they're yeah. making improvements. And, and when they make a big change like Control Center, and it was good, but it wasn't that great. Right. Now it's seemingly a lot better. Split screen was good. It, it was, split screen was awesome, but then app better. picking was horrible. Yeah. And now you've got a, function, uh, a feature that looks really positive. So I'm very excited about this. Again, they're, they're still pushing it hard. Um, they're doing some neat things that are difficult, like with Siri, and yeah. uh, I think you know we'll, we'll see where it goes with this. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's uh, kind of go to the home stretch here. I want to we'll touch about about a one minute on TVOS. Okay, that's uh, about all they. Yeah, that's stuff. all about they gave. So, um, really, the only thing that stood out, and I was pretty happy about it, was the fact that Amazon uh, Prime, Prime Video yep. will now be available on the uh, TVOS. Time. About time, it, it, indeed. Uh, I'm sick of having to maintain all these multiple devices. And, and, I mean, they always had the iPad app and they have the iPhone app, but they right. never have that on tvOS. And that's the whole reason why you want to watch these videos a lot of times is you want to watch it on your TV without having to airplay your iPad to the exactly. to the Apple TV. What's the point of having the Apple TV? So uh, that, that that nothing else really was highlighted on the tvOS uh, uh, front. Because um, uh, my thinking really with, with what Apple's doing is they're just still sitting back and seeing where that goes because I know they were having some challenges. They wanted to get more content. He did talk a little bit about the content and how many channels there are, uh, are, are available now. I think there's something like 50 channels now available on, the, on tvOS. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a good amount. I mean, it's, it's an interesting mix, and it's, it's a slow evolution here, which right. is okay. Um, you're dealing with the content providers. It's not a tricky right. matter. But I do like... There is a mix, and I don't think we're. I think we're still far away from from where we would like to be. But I look at how I typically use my Apple TV, right. and probably number one is Netflix. Um, right. Amazon Prime is great because House of Cards. yeah, <laughs> uh, that would be great. Uh, right, HBO, House of Cards. Um, no, House of Cards. House of Cards on Netflix. Netflix, right? Uh, what's HBO? That's uh, Westworld. Westworld and well, Silicon Valley for me. But. Yeah. Um, but again, I, that's how I consume the stuff. I like, if, if I'm going to sit down, I like the fact that I can do it on my Apple TV. Right. If I'm on the road, I like the fact that it synchronizes with my iPad so I know exactly where I left off on an episode. That's huge. Yep. Um, oh, Showtime. If I have to get my Twin Peaks uh, uh, <laughs> plug in here. Um, and so it, it's, it's interesting 
where this is going. But I also still use it for some games. Okay. And there's a couple party games I oh, play. Yeah. We played it. Yep. <laughs> and that's nice because it's the same device. So the TV's all the same. I don't worry about switching inputs or whatever. It's it's there. So uh, I, I think, again, hopefully we'll see some iterations. Um, yep. I would love to see a 4K Apple TV. Yeah. Maybe we'll the fall. See. I don't you know. There, there's That one's still a wild card, right? Because I think this yep. is now... Apple moves at its own pace, and that's fine. I, I can live with it. Frankly, my wallet prefers that they won't go slowly. Uh, we had the AirPods late last yeah. year. Love this year, of course, we've got iPhones. That's every year. iPad's great. And we have one last thing if we're ready to switch over. Yes, we are. And, and they did call it instead of one, what did they used to do? There was one, the, more, one thing. more thing. It's now one last thing. Yes. And that was they announced the HomePod. Yes. Now, as soon as, as soon as I started watching it, they were building it up. I said, oh, they're going to announce it. I can't believe it because because I had thought for sure this was going to be something that was, uh, nah, there's no way. Right. But there were six things. So, I mean, the, you counted out all the OSs. And, then, and that was smart because it really built up that anticipation. It did. So um, so what they really did was, and I, we're going to keep it the, the kind of the, the Reader's Digest version of this because there was. They and did you're going to tell me on this one because I actually yeah, missed most yeah, of this. Yeah. What it is, it's just they basically reinvented how a speaker really is going to work in, in your home. Um, it's I think it's like a seven-inch size little device. Mm-hmm. Um, they put a they put an A8 chip in it, so it's got the it's got the chip for for uh, for system running because because it does do Siri and it has a Siri light. Um, they did add a, a high exclu- excursion woofer in the top, and then they had a, a seven-way tweeter at the bottom of it. Isn't that it, kind of flipped from your norm? Yeah, it is because that because the because the Amazon Echo isn't anywhere near what this does. Now, no. now, the other thing that really uh, of of all the highlights of this is is it's really engineered to to uh, to adjust to the sounds of your room. So of course they're going to want you to buy two of them because uh, the you have one on each side. But they did show it where where the device would sit in the middle of the room or mm-hmm. sit on the stand, and then you your your couch and everything is right in front of it. But the sounds would adjust to the, the room, so they had it had uh, a, a much better design as far as. Uh, how it actually sensed how the sound was where you stood when uh, when you were when you talking it so it's kind of like senses and it senses the room and the tunes and the music all by itself when you were sitting and I'm kind of reading off of what they say on the website here but uh, so that was one of the biggest highlights of the way the sound emits from it and of course they added a lot of the other stuff that you get from from the Amazon Echo you can listen to news and the podcasts and the music but the, the biggest key is it's Apple music it's computer it's pure Apple's music. And that's if you're in that in that ecosystem, this is going to be an, an ideal device for you. And I think that's that I mean they're playing to a core strength here, right? That, exactly. You know, you go back to the customer service stats and, and the number of devices out there. So, I mean, it, it's probably a dud. Assume that you and I will order one at some point. The question is how many, Dave? Yeah. You get three or four, I'm sure. I'll stick with uh, the next year. 512 gigabyte iPad. Um, <laughs> but you're killing me. <laughs> but I'm good at spending other people's money. I know money. you are. Uh, but I like. I do like what this brings. Now, I was a very early adapter of the Amazon Echo. I yeah, was a pre-order because so I. I had Prime. So was I. Uh, I like it. I do. And But I also think about, it's handy when I need it. I mean, it's so easy to set reminders and yeah. alarms. And I, and I and almost every night when I go to bed, I check the weather. I have all sorts of apps. I've got Siri. But I just it, there's something about just speaking out there and saying, yeah, 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 uh, you know, Echo keyword <laughs> you know weather and that's nice but it's not tied in closely i mean there yeah. are ties in with other things and amazon does have a very open ecosystem which i do like you know and i and i i think there's pros and cons that they have much more flexibility i'm a little concerned about the security and i'm very comfortable the apple security model is one that and they've they even said they won't listen other than for the the trigger word and then at that point, it's truly listening right. to what you're asking. So that's good. Now, of course, proof will be once it's out and tested. Right. Because you're going to see a lot of videos of, you know, uh, you know, hola Google and hola Amazon and hola Apple that how do they all respond? And if Apple's pronouncements today about machine learning and context come through, I think they'll be on par or exceeding. Right. What some of these other ones, and then you take the ability of oh, you have an Apple, Apple Music subscription. We have 
40,000 tracks or 40 million tracks to play. Right. Great. And here's your calendar. Here's your email. Now, did they say how third parties might work with this? No, they didn't. There wasn't that's any specifics. Cause so, I, so I have a feeling it's right now it's just in the Apple ecosystem. So that's, I mean, yeah, they didn't that, get too much detail. And, and it wouldn't be unlike Apple to say, you know yeah. what? We're playing in our pool first yeah. for a year. And then we'll update the operating yeah. system next year. And then they'll have seven things to talk about, including the home... Uh, the home hub was that what they're calling it? No, uh, oh, for Apple HomePod. Oh, HomePod. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know they'll update the operating system to incorporate third parties because right. my probably the peak thing that I would use it for is listening to podcasts. Right. And I don't and, use Apple Podcasts. And you could use some podcasts. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. I use Downcast. Right. And I use Overcast. So yeah. both those apps that we use are great apps that have the ability to synchronize across devices. If it could synchronize across the HomePod. That would be fantastic. I don't see that coming out of the gate, but I no. think probably it'd be a 2018 type deal. And I think that would be huge. But, you know, it, it goes back to how much I use these devices. I don't know. I I, I go back to what I said towards the beginning of our podcast today, right. where if I get into the habit of using Siri because of the HomePod, I'll use it more on the watch, which means I'll probably use it more on the, on the HomePod. And that's a very positive feedback loop for Apple. I think that's really smart. Now... Right. It does bring up the question of if I say, hola, uh, you know, Siri, <laughs> will my watch, phone, iPad, and HomePod all respond? All respond at the same time. And I don't think really anybody knows quite yet. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some levels of smarts built in, right. but it could also be a cacophony of, of you know, respondents. And that, right. that, that's not an Apple-like uh, answer. Yep. So I'm hoping that they've... Well, I, I'm sure they've thought about <laughs> will they be able to... For sure. Well, we'll see where it goes. It's not going to be available until December. So no, I can't uh, wait. I don't know. Three hundred and forty-nine dollars. That's that's you know it's a All pretty right, so high price. A couple bucks every day. And uh, yeah, let's you know we'll probably talk about it in future episodes. That uh, as as it gets closer, I'm sure we'll get more details uh, about it uh, as yeah. we go. So it, it's it's an exciting. You know those those devices are I think are exciting, but I think it's it's part of that. Oh, this is cool. How much is it useful? I right. I don't know. If I didn't have an Echo. I'd use my watch more, but when I'm in my kitchen area, it's well. I know it's there, listening. So and I and I there are times when I think about well, I should use it more. So I'll I'll ask it for a news update or a sports update. Right. And it's nice, but yep. and just, I'm not sure we're there yet. Now, but again, to be fair to all of these manufacturers, right. the more incorporation you have with HomeKit or IFFT or these other things, so I can do more to the point of you know I can you know. Say, I'm going to the airport in two hours, and it calls an Uber or Lyft for me. You know, it prepares something, you know, at the airport for me. You know, because at some point, I assume they're going to get away rid of boarding passes and all that. You know, you know that you just go through and they IRS scan you or something. Yeah. Um, you know that it can, t- you know, send me a notification an hour in that's saying, okay, your 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 car will be here uh, in X amount of time. Your boarding gate is here. All this information you could make, you could consolidate down this individual asks into something simple that these devices could do. At least that's, that's kind of how I see it. I mean, I, it, it goes into the Star Trek future, right? And what yeah. do they do on the Enterprise when they ask the computer <laughs> for things? They get a whole slew of information Hello, that they didn't computer. necessarily ask for, <laughs> but somehow they knew the context. So I'm, I'm very, very excited about it. And, and what do you think? I, you know, I, I just saw a picture. It looks like it's in space gray and, and space white. Space gray and, and white. Yep. yep. So what, what do you think? Uh, I saw some jokes about them reusing the Mac Pro container. But That's it, we, I said that right away on the podcast this morning, <laughs> so this afternoon. Uh, yeah, it, it, it looks almost like a Mac Pro shell. Okay. Maybe they probably, they're probably reusing the shells they got left over <laughs> that they aren't selling. So, so uh, in closing with WWDC, uh, I, I was very excited and impressed of what was announced today. It was probably one of the more entertaining and enjoyable uh, discussions uh, that, that keynote today than I've experienced in quite a while. Because Apple really has had some dull discussions in the last couple times that we've talked about it. So, uh, but I think uh, yeah, we got some uh, some great exciting things ahead of us uh, with these devices, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a great thing. Before we go, I wanted to I wanted to mention one thing. What we're involved in is MacStock. Yes. And MacStock 2017 is coming up. I can't believe it's 39 yes. days. I'm looking on the website right now. He's got that <laughs> counter. I, I shouldn't be looking at that because I still have to finish my presentation. Yes. For those of you who don't know what MacStock is, it's uh, MacStock 2017. This is the third annual. Um, it was started by uh, Mike Potter and our our own co-host here, Barry Falk, and. Uh, 
he uh, he uh, hosts the Mac. We're calling it the Mac Mingle. Midwest right? Mac for, Mingle, yeah. For, for the food part of it, but uh, the reason why you want to come to Mac Stock is just all the great speakers and all the great um, uh, chances you'll have to network. Um, people like myself is speaking. I'm speaking. Uh, Chuck Joyner, Allison Sheridan, Dave Hamilton. Uh, David Cohen, uh, just your, a name your normal co-host Melissa will Melissa be there. Melissa, yeah, Joy, better, 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 her, I should be mentioning <laughs> right? her. Yeah, and, and she'll be doing her, her session with Jody Spangler. Jody Spangler, again, and they yeah. Always do a very entertaining yeah. one. Very entertaining, and 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 it's just a nice, cozy con- uh, uh, conference because you get to be able to know, to talk to pretty much if you don't everybody at the conference. There's a lot of great people that that uh, are speaking as well as all the attendees. They're, they want they're there to want to learn things and they want to network and be able to meet them. All the speakers are very approachable. I'm very approachable. I'll be doing a, a discussion on efficiency on iOS. So, sure. so this is just very timely that WWC came out. So now I'm going to have to tweak my presentation mm-hmm. a little more because there's some there's some new things I didn't know about because I pretty much had my presentation ready to go. But now there's some, going to be a little bit a bit more to talk about. And then plus I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to do a deeper dive on that. So maybe I can touch more upon uh, some of the iOS 11 things that uh, we're talking about. So you can come out just in itself right there. Yeah, they, Mike does a great job because he keeps most of the speakers uh, short limited to 20, 20 minutes. minutes. There's, a, yeah. there's a few that might do a, a, a double at 40. But he's really giving the option of these deeper dives this year. I know he did a couple as a kind of a trial last year. Yeah. It worked out well. Yeah, they went, well, they went off real well. And that way, you know, you can kind of pop in and out. If there's something that may not be of direct interest to you, you can go out or you can go do right. a deeper dive. Um, it's a beautiful campus, the McHenry County College, yep. so it's a nice place just to relax. And what he's also doing is he's doing a swap this year. Right. So you can bring some hardware in if you want to swap it with some other older hardware or maybe it's newer hardware you're just trying to get rid of or someone else might bring in something. So yeah. uh, I think that's a great idea to try this year. Yeah. And, and it runs two nights. It's July 15th, or two days, I should say. That's July true. 15th and 16th uh, in 2017. And at night, on Saturday night, is the Midwest Mac Mingle. So yeah. uh, wanted to kind of uh, kick it up a notch, take it to 11, just like Tim Cook did earlier today. <laughs> uh, and what I wanted to do was just to throw a nice party. I, again, it's not like some crazy blowout. It's really just for people to have fun. And so... In downtown Woodstock, Illinois, so it's, a, it's only a couple miles from the conference. It's a beautiful town square. And those of you may know, they filmed Groundhog Day there. Right. And so it's a nice area, and we have a, 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 a space rented out. And we're going to have uh, light bites and some drinks. Uh, it's going to be very casual. Uh, we'll go from about 6 to 11. And one of the, well, it's not a surprise, but one of the fun things that we'll be doing this year is we'll have a, a 70s cover band. So yeah. it gives a little bit of uh, music enhancement as well. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And the speakers go there. Uh, just about every guest will be there. Um, and it's just a great way of, of continuing on from a day of learning to just a day of uh, just to kind of relax, yeah. have a nightcap. Uh, it's open to all ages. So uh, certainly some people are bringing their kids. Sure. Um, so we hope to see you there. Yeah. Again, it's uh, July 15th and 16th. It's in Woodstock, Illinois, which is just outside of Chicago. Uh, and uh, we'd love to see you. And uh, for all the In Touch with iOS uh, listeners, we do have a coupon code uh, for $30 off, which is In Touch with iOS, all one word. Now, that coupon is going to expire very soon. Uh, June 30th is when it'll be expiring. So you have till the end of this month to, to take uh, take advantage of, uh, of, of a great conference. And I'm thoroughly looking forward to it again. So Yeah, and it, it, it's, if you're on the fence or you, you really haven't thought about going, I... Highly encourage it. Now, obviously, I'm biased because I'm doing the As I am. <laughs> event, but uh, I wouldn't do the event if I wasn't so excited about it every year. That's it's the chance to meet, you know, old friends, make new friends. Uh, it's such a, a great time. And, and for me, I'm really one of those people that, you know, I'm, I'm just sad when it's all over because I right. had such a good time and I can't wait for the next year. Um, and again, kudos to Mike Potter for for doing this Absolutely. basically single handedly. He does he's, this amazing. You never, you would never know. Yeah, he's just amazing. And uh, so, and, and if you're in the area and if you may have never been to Chicago, use this as a great opportunity to come in. Absolutely, uh, Dave. I'll speak to you, uh, speak for you for a moment. I, Dave and I both live in the area, so sure. if you're curious about Chicago, send us an email, drop us a line, and we'll be happy to give some suggestions. You know, absolutely. Uh, I don't know about the Cubs. I know the White Sox are in town playing. <laughs> so if you want to see a minor league team playing a major league ball. Park. Uh, All right. Hey, I'm the Sox fan, so I can say I'm the Cubs fan. But, uh, you know, there's just so much to do, so we hope to see you there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, with that, um, I want to wrap up our show, and I want to say thanks for listening, and we hope you are more in touch with iOS after hearing this episode. Subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcatcher. 
Uh, we're also available on iTunes and uh, subscribe to the podcatcher, podcast app. Uh, and please tell your friends uh, how you look us up in, uh, in iTunes, and we look forward to bringing you more useful information in future episodes. And with that, I am David Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Barry, how can they find you? Uh, Twitter as well. You can find me at FalkB. It's F-U-L-K-B. Um, you can also send me an email. Uh, you can send it at Barry at FourMacEyesOnly.com. is probably the best route. Yep. And again, any questions about MacStock or Chicago, iOS, happy to jump in. Hit us up. Hit us up. Yeah, it would be great. So, David, thank you so much for having me no, on. Thank, thanks. I can't thank you enough for being a great guest uh, co-host. And, uh, and keep listening. My pleasure. And uh, stay subscribed. Thank you.